podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind on a Tuesday. Um, as per usual, I'm joined by Patrick McGilp and Lawrence Conley on this Tuesday afternoon. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Doing well, you know. Celtic's winning, and winning in some style makes us all happy boys, doesn't it? I it. It does make us all happy boys. Um, Patrick, I'm going to come to you first. Last week when we were on, it was just... Uh, off the tail end of the, the draw at home against Livingston and I, I asked you if we went to Ferenc Farris and got a positive result positive result also including a draw um, and won at Dens Park on Sunday with everything heroes in the garden again it pretty much is isn't it? Yeah yeah and I think now I can't speak for the two of you but a positive result to me definitely meant a draw I was, sort of, I was aiming for a draw to get the winners you know, I think the performance merited it, but I wasn't expecting it at all uh, going into the game. And then obviously, the, the the two performances we put in and the two results totally deserved the two wins we got. And it, it really does put us back on the road to it in good form and getting a good run of results again. Yeah, um, it certainly does. Lawrence, would you say just, you know, the Livingston game, you can see the tagline that it's 19 out of 21 points after the turn of the international break. <clears> um, you know, I think if you keep that consistency up right through till the end of the season, possibly just up until Christmas again, the hope is to then still be in it and bring in more bodies. If you keep that consistency up, you will be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. Yeah, I think, you know, if we have like a, the target of being in touch until the transfer window opens, we know we're going to do some business then. Hopefully move some out and some as well as moving some in. Strength and but, but that kind of form, you know, 19 out of 21 points, it's... It's league one in form, isn't it? If you if you were to keep that kind of win ratio or points ratio up to the end of the season, you would win the league, wouldn't you? So I think everyone's got to be happy. The team's playing better. We're scoring goals uh, from crosses. It's almost as if Ange's identifying weaknesses and working on them in training and we're getting results in the park. It's, you know, it's all looking up. 
lost a couple of goals at the weekend, but you, you, you know, it disappointed to lose them. But I think you know, four two is not a fair reflection. It could have been ten two. It could have been ten two, um, especially when we were two up. I mean, I thought every time we went forward, as well as that, I thought in, in Hungary every time we went forward, when it was three one up that we probably could have scored more goals. Um, again, I think that's something we may probably work on still because. But there's times in games where we do look as if we're in the ascendancy when we don't take our chances as well as we'd all be like. But you, you can't grumble at three goals away in Hungary and four goals away at, at Dens Park. But but on that Patrick, obviously we've not been on since last Tuesday. Um, you and I, you know, Lawrence, the usual optimist, thought we would go there and win on Thursday night, and we did. Um, you and I were a bit more sceptical about it. But we went there and we put in a terrific performance. And some of the football at times, especially that first goal, a eh, third goal, was just a joy to watch and actually... The other two goals were crackers as well. Aye, and for them all to come from the, the front three, you know, I think that's the first time all three of them have scored in the same game. So that that's that's really uh, promising because it just shows they're, they're getting to know each other better than better. I think Jota was saying he was trying to learn Japanese so that he could get to know Kyogo better and strike up a better partnership. Um, but, I mean, it was absolutely breathtaking, the three goals. Uh, mm. I think it was Abadas in particular was unbelievable. Um, as you say, we were a bit, a sl- slightly bit uh, more pessimistic uh, on the Tuesday. I was sort of hoping for a draw, expecting a draw, but I actually thought that we, we, I thought they played better at Celtic Park than what they did at home. I thought we deserved to win by more away than the two 0 at Celtic Park a few weeks ago, um, and then obviously we continued our good form into into Dundee. And as Lawrence says, it was disappointing to ship uh, one or two goals. Yeah, um, one of the men included in that front three is Kyogo for the hash, who I'm sure we'll be talking about, but we've got one of the comments coming in and asking about my T-shirt. It is Kyogo in the T-shirt, Paddy, there he's there. Um, do a wee bit of advertising here. Matt McGlone, alternative T-shirts, you can pick up one of these. They are available in all different colours and also in uh, women's sizes too, so a mixture of both there. Um, but, Lawrence, you were very confident about going to Hungary on Thursday night and getting the victory, but what was your assessment of the result? I think we disappointed we didn't score more. Uh, you know, I, but I think Ange managed the game really well. It was good to see him making the triple sub and, you know, getting on three players that we needed minutes in their legs, protecting three of our better players. And then, you know, we Camille McCarthy got he looked he looked well, he looked close there. And even Scales got some minutes. So but in a way, game in Europe, I don't think you could really ask for much more, could you? You know, it, it, it ticked a lot of boxes for us. You know, we, we got the three points, which puts us, you know, as, as, as many as we could get from the game. We're scoring, and we're getting minutes in the legs of people that are coming back. So, yeah, it, it's all good. It's all good. Patrick, um, we are scoring goals, and, you know, that that is what Ange's football was always going to be about. Um, but, but on European football particularly um, we've now guaranteed it after Christmas obviously we don't know what form that will come in we're still in the race for Europa League football after Christmas, we do have the fallback of the new competition of the conference um, do you think Celtic's overachieved in Europe this season? The reason I say that and again, this is something you had a conversation about after the game on Thursday night was we played a you know, well established is a Delclaire team early on in the stages of the Europa League um, the game against Midtjylland, I think a lot of people would look at and, you know, had to be in the place that we, we are now, we'd have probably beat that Midtjylland side. It's not just saying that we can tint the specs. I think we, 
they gave them a good go over the, the piece and had with a settled side and not depending on you know, younger players and players out of position, we would have been uh, going through. But again, it would have been a tough tie against PSV Eindhoven. But back to Alkmaar, for a very good side, beat them over the two legs, as in the tie, obviously, we lost out over there, or defeated, but the, the game at home was enough. And have guaranteed that European football after Christmas. It is some contrast to last season's European performances. Yeah, um, I, I think even if we had the Conference League last season, we wouldn't have made it. Uh, it was diabolical. And I think the funny thing about last season is um, we took the lead four times last season. We were 2-0 up and 1-0 up away from home in the three games. And then we went 1-0 up against Lille as well, I believe. So we took the lead four times out of six. And I think we had something like four points to show for it, five points. Um I actually, I, I'm going to agree with you. I think we have overachieved in Europe this season because I think it's easy to forget now that we're on such a good run what a disaster we were um, when the season started uh, in our pre-season training camp down in England in early July. I mean, we, we couldn't even field an 11. I mean, I think we're looking at, you know, we're looking at Rousing it right back and thinking that this is barely an option. Now you look at him and you think, wow, he's actually keeping Jovanovic out of his preferred position. You know, uh, we all just sort of assumed that Edward would be going in the first week, and Ayeti would have to start up front for the qualifiers. And you know, I think what we expected was probably less than what we ended up getting. So, in that sense, we have overachieved. Um, should Celtic's ambition every season be to get Europa Conference League after Christmas? I hope not. I'd like to think we should be aiming for Champions League before Christmas and maybe Europa League afterwards. Um, but in, in the context of this season alone I think we've definitely overachieved Yeah, throw that out to listeners give us your thoughts on that one Lawrence, what was your thoughts on that um, the game uh, over in Midland? if you go back to that game with Scott Brain and goals completely different goalkeeper with a back four just looking here Ralston who was a very different player then from what he is now uh, Welsh and Young Murray who's not featured I don't think ever since that game over there in, in Denmark didn't really do anything wrong actually in the game Taylor at left back with a midfield of Soro, Turnbull, McGregor, and we had Christie, Edward, and Abada up front. It is a very different Celtic team. What, what's your thoughts on Celtic in Europe so far this season? Obviously, we're still to go to Germany and welcome Real Betis to Celtic Park. I, I, I'd agree with Patrick. I think we've, we've overachieved. For me, Europe was a bonus this year. It was all about you know, winning the league again, rebuilding the team. And I think. Well, for me anyway, Ange is way ahead of schedule and, and where I expected him to be in terms of the, the team and the performances he's getting out of them at the moment. Mm. We know we're a few, still a few players short. We know we're, we're fairly light in the squad and there's some players that definitely need moved out. Hopefully we rectify that in the next transfer window. But even the games we, we, we lost against uh, Bayer and Real Betis, you know, we put in, we had chances in those games. You know, those are decent teams. It'd be two 0 up away from home at Betis. Some people are saying, you know, you should never, never lose that. But it, it, it definitely showed we can create chances against teams of that standard. Uh, Bayern, we should have probably attained some of our chances. You know, on the face of it, it's an absolute hammer. But you know, they're keeping a couple of cracking saves, and, and we've had a couple of bad misses. They've not really been on that kind of form. I think that's their best performance this season. So we're going to Germany, looking, going right. If we can take something here, because we, we need to take something in Germany uh, and dispatch Betis at home, which the way we're playing, you know, uh, 
it's not out of the question. We go over there, get a draw, maybe a one-on-one over in Germany. And, you know, I think Ange has got to think we can beat anyone at, at, at Parkhead if we're, you know, 19 points out of 21. It's, we're playing well. Yeah. Best. We know we can take goals off them. We've just got to tighten up at the back. The defence is getting tighter. Although we did miss Starfield, you, you know, hopefully he's back. There's rumours that Julian might even be back, who knows? But uh, yeah, it's it's still all to play for, isn't it? You, you know, you'd have thought after the, the first two games, it could be a bit of disaster in uh, Europa. But where we're sitting now, you know, you're still in a chance of progressing after, after Christmas. Yeah, and I think, you know, that Leverkusen game that you referred to, the 4-0, I don't think, you know, being at the game, it was a fair reflection of the performance in the night. Uh, Leverkusen, of course, were clinical. Um, that's what happens when you play good sides. But we created chances early on in the game and we created chances with a half-fit striker, if you remember right, you know. Hugo was just thrown back in, and, and as well as Callum McGregor. And then we went up to play a tough game at Petodio and it kind of, you know, it's turned as... A wee bit. Patrick, one of the comments coming in here from Bruce. Thanks for commenting, Bruce. Um, good game management by Andy, especially against Fenix Faros, which is something we've not been used to recently. First time in a long while I've not felt nervous for the whole game. You text me at 3-1 and you said, they're brilliant here. And then I said, there it is. And at 85 <laughs> minutes, I was doing my usual, going, oh no, that's, you know, usual. But you said, don't worry, it'll be fine. But it was good game management. I thought, you know, when the, the four minutes were added on, I thought we looked well in control. And it's something that that Celtic side seemed to be getting better and better at. We did it very well at Easter Road. I know it wasn't a great second half performance, but towards the end of the game, we managed it well. And we did that again in Hungary. Yeah, I mean, what we've been doing in particular away from home in Europe with Ange is scoring really, really early. I mean, if you think to, I mean, I think apart from Mitchell, and we've scored early in every away game. Uh, Jablonek, AZ Alkmaar, Real Betis, Ferenc Varos. I, I, I don't think I'm missing any there, am I? Um, so to get an early goal, obviously, you've got something to hang on to. Um, and that that's, that's usually the, the difficult part with Celtic away in Europe, obviously. But, you know, once you get that two-goal lead in the second half, you're thinking, right, we should, we should be seeing this out. And I said to you, that was more about, you know, the nerves thing, uh, what the comment said there, you know, I wasn't particularly nervous. Even when Mikey Johnson gifted them their second goal, it was, I still thought we had the capacity to see it out, you know. Um, and as you say, Easter Road, you know, another case had gone ahead early, playing really well, controlling the game, and your nerves aren't really there, which is, you know, it's what you're used to with Celtic in Europe, but, you know, the, the team's grown in confidence, we're getting better every single week, and you know, long may it continue, and I agree with Lawrence. I think we can go to Leverkusen and get something. Um, I'll, I'll settle for a point because I don't think we're that good, um, I, especially with their goalkeeper actually, because their goalkeeper had the game of his life against us, and he's been making mm. howlers ever since. Mm. Yes, um, I definitely as well in Germany if that was offered to us right now. Um, Brian Kelly just came in with the comments here, saying nineteen out of twenty-one points. Just beat my expectation for this set of fixtures by two. Not going to say anything after this international break as it's an important schedule that the team face. As it's a, a run of eight games, potentially. Possibly, if Celtic do defeat St. Johnson uh, this month, there could possibly also be a domestic cup final in there. Um, but 19 out of 21 points, Lawrence, we had a conversation the last time through the international break, saying what was the expectation going into this run of fixtures. Um 
I don't really think Amy's could have probably envisaged such a good run of form because it's just something that we hadn't managed to do. But we're now proving that we can do it. We're, we're playing decent sides. We're getting <clears> tough <throat> venues. You know, we, we went to Easter Road. We went to First Park in this run of fixers. And the only time I've dropped the, the two points was, you know, at Celtic Park. Probably wouldn't have been the game that you'd have ever looked at and said we would have dropped the points. But we did. But 19 out of 21 points, I think it's a remarkable return for a, a team that is still, you know, and it's very much so early stages of where it is, and it's not by any means a, a finished article. Yeah, no, d- definitely tremendous return. Uh, the players are getting to know the system better. Uh, well, not as many injuries, which has obviously helped us, but mm. to keep up that kind of points return, you, you, you know, you're in for a good season. We play St. John's then, if you get into a cup final with this team, hopefully, <coughs> you know, that'll give them even more confidence. Uh, it's it's all looking good, you know. The international break, if we can use that to get everyone in the scope. Well, I think only Taylor's possibly the one that'd still be out, isn't it? Julian should be back after it. Roger should be back. It's it'd be good just to use the the, the break to get everybody fit and where to go, uh, and and just setting that target, you know, of, of winning everything until uh, the transfer window opens, uh, and then it's interesting who moves out and who who moves in. Yeah, it will be interesting to see who moves out and who moves in. There's a few potential players that I think we could all think of, could possibly be out the door. There's been a few links already, um, as there always is with Celtic. Celtic, every transfer window seems to be linked with uh, a multitude of players. But Martin's come in here, Patrick, and he said it's definitely an overachievement considering the squad Ange inherited again. I think that's a really important factor considering this. He brought in 12 new players. And so far, you know, majority of them have all played their part and been an important player for him. Yeah, you know, Scales not had a, a lot of game time, obviously. The, the couple of Sheffield Wednesday boys, I, I think they were probably done before he actually came in the door, so he might have not given him the nod. But again, I'm, I'm sure he's probably worked on them, you know, certainly sure we saw him feature a lot in pre-season and possibly the potential for those two to, to go out in January. But I think it is very important when you consider that the magnitude of skill that he actually did have to the turnaround the players here, what he let go and Edward and and Ayer and you know he's buried them all in. It's very difficult to do that. Hundred percent. And you know it's, it's like what Lovin said. I think about five ten minutes ago. He's he's way ahead of schedule and what and what we all expected. You know, our squad was so far behind and the club was in such a, a dire state that we were getting a manager who everyone sort of agreed. You know. His first season is going to be a bit difficult and it's going to take him time to adjust. But his second season and his always seasons after that are going to be magic because he plays a style of football that's just brilliant. And, you know, we were all we were all well up for that. We were all well up for one year of transition if it meant a few brilliant seasons after. But as it stands, you know, we're well within the race for the league. We're in a cup semi-final. We've got European football after Christmas, so... It is, it's a minor miracle, really, what Ange's done. And you've got to give credit to the scouting department because there's no way that Ange scouted all 12 of those players. You know, I don't think he was watching Sheffield Wednesday or Osazi Uvigidi, um from uh, Japan. Uh, I don't think he was watching Liam Scales either. And, you know, th- these these are guys who could turn out to be really good signings. Um, but aye, as the, as the, the comment said, that the, the squad was... Unbelievable, and I, I actually forgot that Dane Murray started, and I think played the majority of those two games against Mitchelland, um, which it just sort of, sort of showed how how bad a state we're in. That you know we're left with Welsh, 
Welsh in Beaton. Welsh who had an okay debut season last season, done quite well under the circumstances. Beaton, who isn't a centre half and has never really played well as a centre half, then gets himself sent off and you've got a 17, 18 year old thrown in for major European tie. So the, the, the squad was unbelievably bare and it's been going on for years now and I really hope it doesn't happen again because it costs us every single year. Mm. Yeah, it does cost us every single year. Um, you know, that, that Beaton experiment was even happening at, off the back of winning our, our first treble under Brendan Rodgers. Um, I think Beaton started the game in Astana. Again, one of those games when we were cruising in the game and I was still worried after a 5-0 home win that I thought, oh, you're in the ascendancy here. Um, but we'll go back to we'll go back to Sunday now at Danes Park. Daniel's came in in the comments. To the understanding between the front three is frightening at times. Just need to centre midfield and get a proper out and out left back in January. We'll start on the the front three. Um, they are they are a joy to watch, Lawrence, and the, the chemistry between them is building. The, the goals that they're scoring are, are terrific. Um, I know that as Jota left the park and, and Sunday, there was a the chance. Uh, a Celtic sign him up. Um, you know, I think we'd all, you know, stick the just giving page up if we really desperately needed to, to try and get this boy in because it's six million quid. If we can spend five million quid and I'll be a Yeti of Vasilis Barkas, I think we can definitely splash the cash in Jota. Yeah, but without doubt, I mean, as far as I understand, the fees agreed. So hopefully it's just a case of pressing a button and everything's else has already agreed, you know, his terms are already agreed and he, he just becomes a permanent player for us. January, I think, you, you know, a Yeti, maybe Bolly Barkas, move them out of the wage bill and see who comes in. The, the front three's doing really well. The worry we've got is obviously Kyogo will have played a full season by the time we hit December without, well, with only the break for injury. So, Jack and Marcus, I think we really need to get him up to speed, don't we? He's missed a couple of chances the last few games. I mean, his hold-up play looks good. He was winning, you know, he's clever. He was showing a bit, bit street smarts, winning three kicks away in Europe, you know, running a clock down. You're thinking, right, he, he looks okay there. We just need uh, to, to score a few goals, I think. Uh, and we can all be a bit more confident as it him as a second-choice striker. Out wide, you, you know, Yota's made up a position himself. He, he's definitely one of the wide players. And you've got a badder just back in. They look good, but you've got Jamesy Forrest coming back. So we've got options in the front three, haven't we? Especially out the wide players. You know, Mikey Johnson's looked okay. I think he really needs to up at a level between now and December, though, if he's going to have a future as a Celtic player. If it's not someone we're going to be looking to, to sign another player for, that's because I, I just think, Mikey, we need to get more out of him if he's going to, going to have a long-term future. Or that might be a, a position we're looking at strengthen, depending on who we sell. Patrick, we can rave all day about, you know, Kyogo, Abada and Jota, but the man consistently putting in shifts for Celtic, three assists at the weekend. Um, me and you get slated on here, and rightfully so slated, because we had mentioned that times Ralston's ability to cross the ball wasn't always there. But on Sunday at Dens Park, he was absolutely phenomenal. I think he practically retired Charlie Adam in the spot. <laughs> before they set up Jota's goal. Um, he's just getting better and better. And, and really now, you know, I've been saying, you know, bringing Juranovic right back and start putting him in his natural position. But Ralston on that, you know, I think he, he keeps his place week in, week out because putting in that sort of shift, he just he's just undroppable just now for Celtic. 
He is, he is. And, you know, I'd like to think that he was watching Axon last Tuesday, seeing us slating him, and he's been working on his crossing every single day since. So I'll be willing to take full credit for that performance at Dens Park on Sunday. Um, Will you be telling him that if you see him at your, your barbers? I think he, he's moved up since his big contract. Oh, but, uh, uh, if he does come in, I'll, I'll be sure to let him know. Um, no, I mean, Fuller deserves a contract. It was a brilliant performance. And, you know, as you say, he's undroppable. I, I think I've been saying on here for a few weeks that I'd, I'd put Jovanovic in there because I don't like players playing out of position. But, you know, if Pep Guardiola can do it, I think it's, is it Cancelo um, mm-hmm. at Man Cancelo. City? Yeah. Uh, he's he's a right-footed left-back. Um at Man City so if Pep Guardiola can do it with him then I'm sure Ange can do it with uh, Jovanovic because Jovanovic hasn't had a problem and I actually thought it's, he was another standout performance from Thursday night where he could have easily played in midfield because his ability on the ball his touches close control his passing it's it's brilliant um, again I, I wouldn't like to move him further out of position but um, I just you know he is capable of playing in midfield, I thought, because he's that good. And it, it's refreshing to have at least two competent and capable uh, fullbacks because we've not had that in a long time as well. No, but definitely not. Lawrence, um, you know, this comment, he's getting a creation and a master out of positions. He must be doing something right, absolutely. And t- to me, so far, um, Tony Ralston has been the model of Ange Postacoglu at Celtic. He's came in. He, he worked hard, Tony Ralston. He obviously shows himself in training. He's bought into what the manager's trying to do. Um, I listened to him in BBC Scotland coming down the road from Dundee on Sunday. Everything he said was, you know, well measured in what he was saying. He's bought into this. And I think, again, you know, we've had multiple conversations on here about Celtic's uh, Youth Academy for young boys coming up. Tony Ralston just now is a very good model of a player to be showing those boys and saying if you work hard and believe in yourself, it can eventually pay off. Definitely, you know, as you said, undroppable for Celtic, unpickable for Scotland. He's, you know, he's been rewarded with his new contract. It's interesting that Ange has rewarded both him and Taylor, who were absolute whipping boys, you know, amongst section of Celtic support. But he, he and he's actually come out and praised both of them earlier in the season, saying both fullbacks are doing exactly what he wants them to do. We're missing Taylor, but Juranovic has certainly uh, eased that pain, isn't he? he he's, I think it, it does look a wee bit unbalanced with a right footed left back but yeah he, he's playing well enough because he's not making any howlers he's contributing to the team it, it, it's great that you've got as you say Ralston's 22 he's developing he's come through the, the youths Taylor you, you know he's 23 isn't he 22-23 so we might be looking to bring in another left back there and it gives you two left backs two right backs doesn't it and it's it's let them fight it out for it but yeah undroppable, undroppable just now Ralston uh, three assists so I think the BBC gave him two of them. I'm not too sure why, but uh, yeah, he's just been. I'm giving him the extra one. I think he deserves it. You know, <laughs> I think that he deserves you know, it. Definitely, you know, and it's one of the things we're talking about. You know, how did you get the first goal? Sometimes it is taking a shot when you don't have a clear sight of goal. You're just trying to get it on target, hoping for a deflection or something. It's kind of two games in a row. It's what we've got a deflection and and got a first goal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if this is former. Celtic centre half, Mick McCarthy. I hope you're very well. Um, I'd like to think Big Mick tunes into Axon, but he said that Ralston and Taylor signed long term to develop, but will be back up as we'll bring in a left back in January to balance the team. <clears throat> Part of the play have a phenomenal amount of games. I've touched on in December, but it's going to be eight fixtures 
Um, there possibly will even be the, the temptation for managers in some of the games to maybe even rest Anthony Nelson or Josep Juranovic and rotate it about a bit because it's a hell of a lot of games to play. There's some games that we go Thursday, Sunday, back to the Thursday or the Wednesday. Um, but on that, I, I think left-back definitely will be a priority in January. But Ralston and Taylor, I think everybody's opinions on them um, at this point in time is both will put in shifts for you and both are, you know, I think a lot more people now probably rate Anthony Ralston higher than Greg Taylor at this point in time. But um, he's been out the team a wee while. We don't know what it'll be like when he comes back. But uh, again, it's a good to see Celtic doing a bit of long-term planning because that was something that's been our downfall with contracts and not giving them out and then letting contracts run down. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, there's still a lot a lot more to do. Um, I think, you know, I think Julian and Roderick and Forrest are all sort of in their last 18 months this January. So more contracts to be given out. Scott Bain as well. Um yeah, as you say, it's it's good to have two. It, I mean, definitely competent at SPFL level fullbacks, and um, you know Taylor might not be the the most exhilarating of players, but you know the stats back up. He, he's more than good enough for us in ten out of eleven games in Scotland uh, in the league. So yeah, quite happy to have covered there at least for um, the next four or five years. It'll be interesting uh, to see what happens in in January with our left-back, because if you include Jovanovic, I think we've technically got five. Uh, I don't like to include Jovanovic, so we've, we've got four. But, you know, if we're bringing our left-back in January, you're probably looking at Montgomery going out and loan and maybe selling Bolingoli, because I, I just can't see us having five left-backs. No. It would be it'd be quite ironic to go from having one or two for about five or six years and then having five in the one season and not been, and then playing a right back anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's thoroughly deserved uh, both our contracts. And we've seen it with McGregor a few weeks ago, a, a new deal, thoroughly deserved as well. And I'm hoping we can sign a few more players up in long term deals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lawrence, obviously, Juranovic, we've seen featured a lot of the time at left back, as Patrick touched on there. I thought on uh, Thursday evening, they had the slippers on and Ferenc Farrells looked very cool. Um, Again, I think you know European football now secure. That's going to be an extra two games after Christmas. There's enough, you know, games that we're going to have to play that we can rotate if we do bring in a life back between Juranovic and Ralston. And, and my suggestion, you mentioned Cancelo earlier on, Patrick Guardiola has tried Cancelo in the middle of the park, and I don't think it's something that the manager will overlook. There's still a possibility <laughs> to do it. If you can do it with Philip Lamb and Ralston's playing like that, it's worth a go. But Lawrence, what was your thoughts on Juranovic? He has been a great get, a great buy, and I think players like that, you know, if it's his experience, has probably helped Tony Ralston, um, because you know figures like that coming out of the dressing room, Croatian internationalists, should only you know improve your squad, and it's a squad that looks very high in morale at this point in time that I've got a deal together this. Yeah, definitely. Look, listen, he's technically very, very good. Can hit a penalty. Some of us wish he, he would hit them more often. But yeah, he's been a brilliant addition to the squad. At left back, I, I, I think Bollies, you, you know, he wasn't a European squad. Tried him a couple of times. I, I think his time's done. His skills are left back, I'm not too sure. And, and with Montgomery, I think Patrick's right. It's either out and loan, or maybe he's more of a left midfielder. I, I, I don't know. Can I just know? But what was Montgomery, 19 or something? I, I think 19. I think he's recently turned 19. Aye, so, so, you know, he, he's a player that looks like he's he's got a big future ahead of him. And maybe. Depending on what the squad's looking like, Daniel, and what injuries looking like, you might look 
yeah, to get him out alone, just to get more experience if we do bring in uh, another left back. But but centre of the park, trying Ralston there. I was quite happy that you know Beaton came in and he's shown that he is a central midfielder. I thought it was a great show at the weekend. Uh, you know, I think mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. We called it here last year that you know he could be Brown's replacement long-term if we played him as a defensive midfielder. And uh, I think he's starting to move the ball quicker. He's maybe need, need to relearn the position a, a wee bit more. Take, you know, he's now taking a few more chances, which he'd probably taken out his game because he was used to playing it at, at centre half. But I thought it was a great performance, and, and hopefully he can build on that because I, I like seeing Callum further forward. I, I think he's more effective, and we can hopefully get Callum back in amongst the goals soon. Yeah, as per usual, you know, he was a kind of silent assassin in that midfield. Callum McGregor was going back and forward, getting the ball into feet, making the chances. And again, the manager's spoken so much, Lawrence, about a platform being created for the front three. And again, that's doing the work of, of that midfield. But, you know, the, the man on everybody's mind at this point in time, just now, uh, Patitis Kyogo, uh, Furuhashi, you know, we, Lawrence touched on, he's played a lot of game time um, coming over from the J League into Scotland. And the start that, that came up in the sky, um, Celtic with and without him, it's uh, seven games started, five he didn't start, six wins for Celtic, one win that he didn't start, zero draws, two draws in that he didn't start, one defeat in which he started. Again, I think he started at a position in that game, he started in the wing and the manager obviously came out and said he shouldn't have did that and two defeats. Uh, he didn't start, you know, in the games that he started, he scored 21 goals. Um, and he, I think that's actually the whole team scored 21 goals. Right? And that's actually Kyogo. And <laughs> without him... Yeah, um, he's good, but I don't know if he's, he's Superman too much. But and it didn't start. The team scored five goals. One percent is eighty-six percent with him. One uh, percent is a twenty percent with him. You know, I think we'd all probably agree at this point in time, Patrick. There is still that worry that without him, he's went away. So last year, this one, Lawrence, um, that without him, that we, you know, that we could really be in, in danger again. And if Giacomakis, you know, he looks as if he's. He's not really there yet. We hope he does get there at some point in time. But um, without Kyogo, 
we might struggle a wee bit, especially in a big run of games. Yeah, definitely. He's the most dangerous, dangerous player just now. And I, I think we touched on it earlier, that is a worry. You know, Yakimakis isn't yet up to speed. He's not in a lot of football, Yakimakis, and he's missed a couple of chances. Obviously, the penalty and then the chance at the weekend to kind of snatch that a bit. He should really have been burying that. So we do need to get him up to speed. Uh, and I think it is just getting game time. Obviously, we've got the international break. We can work on a few things, but we've got enough game that's coming that I think he will get game time. Uh, and if he's not scoring by Christmas, expect I'd expect to see another striker come in. I think, you know, hopefully a, a year to go out the door and, and someone else come in to, to yeah. share the burden. And Patrick David Kelly saying there, you know, he can't play every game and we do need to find a way of winning without him. Is that still a worry for you? I think it is. You know, for all of us, it's, it's great, you know, how much he contributes to the team. You can see he's loving it. He's wee dance after he, he scored, I think, the, I think that was the, third, the, the fourth goal. Yeah, the fourth goal. Um, he's wee dance with the head going and all that stuff. <laughs> he's obviously loving his time here. Um, if we do bring in, you know, one of his fellow countrymen, I think that will only improve his, uh, his surroundings in Glasgow if he's got a pal that he can uh, hang about with and stuff. But um, it is a wee bit of worry that, you know, if we are to lose him, we... You know, be lighting candles and we go to mass every week. Yes, Lawrence. What do you mean if he's got a pal that can hang about? We have seen the pictures of you and Ange hanging about. I thought you'd have been volunteering (laughs) to hang about with him yourself. Well, you know, my Japanese ain't too hot. Um, Are there only presidents now you hang about with? Because I did No, not not at all. No, no, but, you know, my Japanese is not too hot. I mean, I go as far as a couple of Beatles bootlegs at the Budokan, and that's as far as I go. So um, I think that'd be a wee bit of a barrier there, apart from the old thumbs up and. All right, mate. But um, yeah, Patrick. If you know, we will be lighting candles at mass every week um, until the players do return from international break, because we do hope that Kyogo comes back unscathed and can go again and has energies and factors for that team. Yeah, uh, and I think the, the stats that you listed off just before I, I dropped out there, um, I, I'm I'm not entirely sure, but I think they were actually pre-match. So I think when mm. it comes to starting with Kyogo, it's actually seven out of eight, twenty-five goals, and obviously a higher win percentage as well. Uh, it's certainly above 86. Uh, my maths isn't that good. Um, I suppose you're yeah. a politics-based subject. Oh, definitely. Um, uh, but I, I mean, saying prayers, lighting candles, anything, just to sort of keep them, keep them fit over the two weeks, the, the 12 days with Japan. And then, you know, I think you're probably looking at that three-week January break. I'm not sure if we're doing the warm weather training camp after last year's debacle. But um, three weeks off anywhere, we'll probably do Kyogo the World of Good. And then in January, they're not easy games, but I think we've got a few home games um, and there'll be a Scottish Cup game as well. So you could look at Yakamakis or even the uh, the, the guy uh, Maeda, I think it is, from Japan. Could try starting him through the middle if we sign him in time. Uh, so I think you've got plenty of options. I think if we can get... There you go. Better, better than me. But, I mean, if you can get them through, I think it's eight games you said we had. Uh, I can't believe it's, it's as few as that, because we usually have about 100 in December. But um, if we can get them through right up until the 2nd of January and then give them three or four weeks off, because obviously you'll have played a, f- a full season by then. But then again, a few of our transfer targets will have played a full season as well, Atate and Maeda. Um, mm. But, aye, uh, I think I think that just more of the same, you know. Nineteen points out of twenty-one. If we can keep up that level of form, then we'll be. I think we could be 
near top, if not top of the league, by the 3rd of January. Mm. Um, David's doing a bit of scouting, by the way, here in the comments. If anybody <laughs> from the club is watching this, then maybe check this guy out because they've had two great performances against Roma. If that is true, yeah, why not go and have a look at him? Because I don't think his wages would probably be be too big unless Josie fancies him. Didn't seem to be too happy a man the other night, Josie Berenio, after that, that draw. Um, and was doing what we do best and more than about referees. But yeah, well, he's a top sport to... pundit now. But managing's his part time job. Right, okay. Never knew that. <laughs> um back to back to what Lawrence was saying there about the anchor man in midfield. Um Lawrence, you've been getting some uh been noted noticed by the press and what you said about near beat on replacing Scott Brown long term. Um but I think he, you know, at Dane's party he had his slippers on, he looked very comfortable in the ball. And what I touched on earlier, you know, the, the midfield three, you saw Turnbull's press another night for that third goal. They are giving the front three a, a platform to go and play their football because, uh, they're, you know, they're, they're using the ball well, they're winning the ball back and they're getting it to those forward players to go and do their stuff. Um, in terms of long term here, you know, when Tom Roderick does come back um, from injury, do you stick with what you've got just now? Because the balance of it does seem to work okay. Yeah, I mean... Th- uh, Turnbull's definitely been improving the last couple of games but you know if Roger comes back I, I think it's his position he's taking I, I prefer you know beating a, I think he's solid there he's learning the position again you, you actually saw him going a couple of runs and beating two or three players you know which is positive to say uh, his ball retention's brilliant we're not the tallest team so he definitely gives us a bit of height, height you know and we still need to work on our defending across balls and, and he can help with that we talked talked in uh, I think Thursday about his long range shooting. He used to hit them, but uh, <laughs> he hit one at the weekend that was just way over the bar. So ho- hopefully he can get working on that again. But yeah, I, for me, I would keep Pete on as your defensive mid. I think Callum gives you more further forward, and then it's Turnbull or Rogic, isn't it? Uh, but it's good to have options between you know we've got cover in the positions now, players that can be relied upon. Yeah, and you've still got McCarthy to come back that could be challenging. Mm. Beaten there, or you know, or McCarthy can play anywhere in midfield. So I suppose it, it's great to have the options, isn't it? That we've got players of that quality now that are comfortable with Angie's system, but, but on the face of it, and building a platform for the front three. Patrick, I know Lawrence is a, a fan of James McCarthy. We've not saw a, a lot from him as of yet, and the most we saw him. We saw of him was it the the Tony Macaroni were like you know enjoyed at the Celtic team that day they, they weren't great but um what did you think of him when he came on in Thursday night obviously didn't have a lot of the ball but played a tremendous switch ball to James Forrest could control for wee James in the end yet but um do you think you know James McCarthy if it you know what we're seeing there um we stick to this kind of six eight ten it obviously gives the manager that option of you know Turnbull or Roger either game you've got plenty of cover in terms of the number six and you can always you know switch about the eight in terms of Turnbull and McGregor is that a possibility? Yeah 100% and you know we're, we're going to come to a point this season where we, we have to rest Callum McGregor as well so you know you're going to have to be looking at you know whether it's Beaton, McCarthy, Turnbull Beaton, Turnbull, Rodrick McCarthy, Turnbull, Rodrick you know McGregor I think he's played every game so far but it, it, we can't go through the whole season like that obviously um, or also his body will start to break down but, but you know I think all these players will, will have their time and McCarthy it's just the the big if if he can stay fit you know because he was at Everton he was at uh, Crystal Palace he, he done really really well Wigan before that 
Wigan before that. Um, you know, he was on, on Celtic's radar when he was at Hamilton Ackies as well. So mm-hmm. he's had a great career when he plays. It's just a matter of keeping him fit. And over the past five years, that's been a, an unfortunate challenge for him. Um, but, you know, I, I think he's a good option. Uh, you know, whether off the bench to calm the game down or, you know, a bit of toughness, a bit of, uh, a bit of fight in the midfield. But, you know, it's a long season and if it, if it's a successful season for Celtic, we play about 55 games. So these guys will all play at least 10, 15 games a season, I think. Yeah, Red Scotland, one of our usual contributors on a, a Tuesday. I like he's, he's used uh, the old dictionary here. Yeah, he is going through a bit of renaissance here around the range um, and he, he is, is playing in his natural position. Long may that continue because we want all Celtic players to be successful. Um, and Patrick, I'm sure you'll definitely agree. You much prefer them in midfield than you do it at centre half. Yeah. But um, Lawrence, in terms of you know McCarthy, as Patrick's touched on there, he's played for a lot of you know uh, clubs in England, Premier League clubs at a, you know high the highest level in English football. Um, you know, even his character about the dressing room, you know, is that important to have at this point in time? Because I think something we probably did lack last season at times was a bit of character in there. And if you know. Obviously, none of us are privy to what happens at Lennox Town and, and in terms of the, the training and whatnot. But, you know, players like that are surely a positive influence to have around the dressing room, especially when you've lost your biggest positive influence and your leader in Scott Brown in the summer. Definitely. You know, not, not just his experience, but, you know, he's a Celtic supporter. He grew up supporting Celtic. So someone that, you know, gets the club and, and knows what it means. I, I think you've got to have that to give Celtic, you know, help form the identity of the team. You know, he's struggling to get in the midfield just now, but part of that's down to injury, part of it's down to the form of the, the midfield, let's be honest. It's, you know, it's who do you drop? It, and I think Ange's he's not a big fan of dropping people that don't deserve to be dropped. Uh, you know, he tried it with Kyogo and it didn't work, so maybe <coughs> that, that, that will put him off even further. But, you know, you touched that, that ball to McCarthy, uh, Danny Forrest, what a ball. But but even better was the, the one to, to Turnbull. You know, down the line, just... Completely changed the pace again. The tempo and Turnbull wins a free kick. I just think, you know, if he can use this international break to to get him working with the rest of the midfield, he, he's a guy that can offer so much to the team. You know, he assists goals, he cuts balls out well, he's superb range of passing. But you know, whose place is he going to take? Yeah, but that's a big question. Um, Pass it, AGSC Tech, who again one of our regular contributors on a Tuesday, saying the next quarter of the games will decide the league he feels um, as I said seven of them are scheduled for the league one is in the Europa League it's at home against Real Betis um, three home four away in the SPFL as I said at the start I think the game against St Mung could possibly be changed depending on the result against St Johnston um, when they come back um, you know it's going to be a tough run of fixtures uh, to run through that run of fixtures I've got them in front of me here in December particularly well actually coming back off the, the break um, but just looking at December as Harps at Celtic Park away to Tanadice that's going Thursday Sunday then it's Batiste at Celtic Park then it's at home to Motherwell up to Dingwall on the Wednesday night um, can't wait for that one um, the Saturday game is scheduled just now for St Monday again we don't know what happened against St Johnson then it's a uh, away to St Johnson on Boxing Day and then home to Hibs. Um, in terms of, you know, the chunk of fixtures that they came through at the start of the season, we, you know, had that bad run 
away from home, they look a lot easier on paper, but they'll still be very tough. Um, 19 out of 21 points in this block of fixtures. Do you think we can keep that form up going into this next block? I hope so. Um, I'm hoping it's 18 out of 18, if I'm honest. I'm hoping that's when the game gets rescheduled and we can take part in the League Cup final because it's always good. It's a great opportunity to win a trophy because, you know, I think we've spoken about this. It's only three games away from a final every single season. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'd take 19 out of 21 as well. Um, if St Johnson managed to outdo us uh, in the semi-final in 10 or 11 days' time. All of them are winnable games on paper, but unfortunately football isn't played on paper. Um, I've been really impressed with uh, Tam Courts of Dundee United. I thought he'd Mm. done really, really well. I think they've overperformed. I'm not entirely sure of all the statistics behind it, but I think think they're on the the, the end of a a thumping at the weekend there. Uh, And I think they've been massively overperforming recently. So hopefully they're still on the the slide by the time we get them, because... I think that could be one of the trickier games. Uh, you like to think that you would win all the games at Celtic Park. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Um, and then, you know, the other sort of, the other stick-out ones are Dingwall and St. Johnson. Was St. Johnson away, did you say? St. Johnston is away in Boxing Day, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Boxing Day makes it all the more difficult, you know. When you think of uh, McDermott Park, you think it's a tough game, but we've actually got a really good record there. Uh, and then obviously Dingwall, nightmares from last season. But um, no, <laughs> I, I think we can take maximum points, if I'm being honest. And I think it will decide the league, actually. I think that comment's, that, that comment's right. I think that running will decide the fate of the SPFL. Yeah, hopefully, I think well, this time it'll be the Celtic fans putting their feet up and not anybody else. Um, <laughs> but as we do look forward to those runner games, Lawrence, it's going to be difficult. As well as that, I think, you know, the surfaces will start to cut up very soon. Um, we won't be, you know, playing in as nice pitches around the country. You have saw what can happen to some of the pitches, of course. That's not going to be an excuse, but might not be able to move the ball about as, as swiftly. But um, what was your thoughts on this next block of fixtures? As I say there, it's on paper, it's not maybe as bad as you know. You look at Tynecastle, Wybrooks, um, but in terms of this, it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult with the squad that we've got at this moment in time, and never mind if we do suffer any injuries. So, what's your thoughts going into it? I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head. We still, you know, we're only a couple of injuries away from 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 struggling because we, we don't have a lot of common key positions. Kyogo, you know. Even in midfield, we've got Roger Kiewit for Thumbo to go out as well. 
it is just about for me it's about staying in touch you know if we stay within four points at the top you know happy days we can strengthen again in the transfer window it's we're on a great run of form you know I don't see any reason why we couldn't repeat that you know if it's seven games why we couldn't be doing 19 out of 21 points but I suppose one game at a time uh, you know we've got to stay in touch uh, until the transfer window and give us a chance to, to strengthen and maybe move those that are surplus to, to requirements out but with an interest to got the team more in uh, I think he you know he'll be confident that he can go on and or that, that he can get the team to deliver that kind of performance between now and Christmas. And Patrick said it earlier, if we do, if we're taking 19 out of 21 or, you know, 22 out of 24 points, whatever, it's, uh, you know, you could be sent top of the league by then and you've got an opportunity to strengthen. Yeah. Um, I've been dug up here for your comments and James McCarthy, Lawrence, but I think, you know, the point that we're all trying to make on it is we've not seen anything from him on the part yet. Um the term, the contract, I thought personally was far too long. I think you agree with that as well, Patrick. Um, and a four-year deal. But, you know, we do hope that he's doing both the experience part and he does, you know, come on as a good player. Um, yet, you know, for November, we've not seen a lot of him. Um, he had COVID in that time, obviously. But, you know, I think we all still expect a lot from James McCarthy to come in. If he doesn't deliver, you know, I think we'll give him his fair whack a stick on here if he, if he doesn't deliver in Green and White Hoops. Um, Patrick, on to the, the semi-final um, because it is going to be the first game back after um, the break do you think it suits us maybe a wee bit to be playing uh, it's not a free hit of course because you know we want to get to that final, We ultimately we want to win the, the League Cup but um, you know, it's not a league game maybe it takes the pressure off a wee bit that we can go there against St Johnson, we're going to have a big crowd at Hamden big park, obviously St Johnson have uh, been very successful at Hamden in uh, recent times under Callum Davidson, it's a difference in joining team. Though it's missing a few of those players that are cup heroes for them. But do you think it's going to be beneficial to have that as the first game back? Um, yeah, they've been keeping our two trophies warm for us, haven't they? In the uh, the season that the fans have been locked out. Uh, but no, I mean, I think you've said you know there's going to be less pressure, and then you've. Uh, built the game up with a massive crowd at Hamden semi-final league, Scottish League Cup uh, on the telly and all that no I, I don't think I don't think there is less pressure I think there's more pressure if anything you know if it's if it's between you know Aberdeen at home or St Johnston a semi-final at Hamden I think St Johnston uh, at Hamden's a bigger game because you've got the opportunity to put yourself into a final and win yourself a trophy Um not only that, you know, it's a bigger pitch and teams like St Johnson, although they've had success against teams like Celtic, I like to think that they struggle to, to play us on a bigger pitch. Um, not only that, they'll, they'll probably struggle to contain themselves as well because I think they should have had at least one player sent off when they came to Celtic Park two or three weeks ago. Um, and no, it wasn't I'm, a great performance against them at Celtic Park. We did get that wee break of the, the, the ball as well, you know, which is something... We did, we got the breakthrough for a bit of luck. Yeah, through Ross County as well, which again is, you know, maybe a concern for for some folk because, you know, when teams do pack in against us, it's very, very hard to, to break down. But in a cup final, what sorry, in a cup semi final, jumping ahead here, I think their approach will be a wee bit different towards us that they maybe would have in a league game. Well, that was another one. You know, Kyogo started that game and it ties into that statistic, but he started out wide because Abada was off form. So I think if we just apply common sense and start our best players in, in their preferred positions, I think, you know, 99 times out of 100 you should be beating St Johnson in a game like that um, not to say that we definitely will you expect us to but you know anything can happen in a game of football um, 
But no, I, I fully expect us to win the game. I, I want us to win all three trophies every single season. I think we're totally capable of doing so. So no, I think it's a massive game. It is a massive game, Lawrence. It is a good game to get us going. Um, on the flip of what Patrick's saying there, you know, we've played the, the just Sunday there, 7th of November. Our next uh, game in the league won't be until Aberdeen at, at Celtic Park three weeks after that. Um, you know, we're going to have to go to Germany in that time, play at Hamden. What's your thoughts about in terms of the fixtures that are going to come up? Does it suit us a wee bit better? Or would you like be preferably like Patrick and want to go right back into the league like we did, you know? Off the back of last international break and go to Fir Park. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm quite happy to have you know a semi final against last season's cup specialist, one of the, you know probably the most successful team last season, won two out of the three trophies. It's I know they've lost a few key players. I'm not too sure they will approach any different differently. You know they'd a go the first five minutes and then sat in, and you you knew they could keep it one nil one nil or a nil each. They would then come out with ten fifteen to go and try and get something. I'd expect us to. To beat them. That being said, you know, keep Q will go up front if he's fit. You know, I'd expect us to go on and beat St Johnston. And remember, like Simon Donnelly saying something about the '98 team. You know, when they won that League Cup final, you know, it gave them so much confidence to go on. So you know, we're a decent team. We can win things. So 19th of December is the is the League Cup final, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. so we could be looking at going at you know if we're in touch at top of the league and we've got one trophy in the bag, that'll give the team you know a huge boost. And I think there's tickets on sale just now, public sale for the semi-final. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully sure. there will be a, a huge crowd. Hopefully, they, yep, that those will sell out. But no, I mean, if you had to pick a fixture to come back, yeah, I'd rather do this in the league probably in balance, just because I don't want to drop anything at all in the league. It's uh, St Johnson at Hamden, big pitch, you know, it's and the opportunity to book a, a place in the final is what we're looking for. Leverkusen, you, you, you know, if, if if we beat St John's, then the team's on a great run of form. You know, Ange's got to get them to believe in that they can get something in Germany because we're going to need something in Germany to, to, and then it beat Betis to, to progress, aren't we? So he's got to have them up for it. Aberdeen after that, always a tough game, you know. I think Aberdeen always gives a bit of game. They're coming on to a bit of form now. So, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd p- p- probably in balance, I'd have some, you know, the League Cup semi-finals probably pre- preferable coming back to a league game. Just hopefully we use the, the international break to get everyone fit and get the players understanding the system more. Uh, and, you know, we're still kind of reaching Saturdays and Thursdays levels of performance because I thought both games would look great. Yeah, I think as well, you know, really important to consider Sunday. We came off the, the back packet of... You know, travelling to Hungary, winning the game over there. I think the manager said they didn't come back till half past five and and Friday morning into Glasgow. Um, so it's a lot of travelling time. It's a lot of um, you know, something some of the players might have never really experienced before coming to Celtic the quick turnover, but they seem to be really coping with it. And something that was a concern last season was was player fitness levels. But at this point in time, they certainly look as if you know they could probably last more than the ninety minutes in, in game. So it's not really a concern. But as Lawrence says there. Again, it's going to be a, t- a you know tough couple there going to Germany on the Thursday evening. We'll arrive back probably a labours of the Friday morning. Then in terms of the preparation before the game against Aberdeen, it's a quick turnover. It is, it is, and that's why you you know that's why a positive result can can boost your mentality you know tenfold. You know there's a there's a lot of debate about how much momentum carries weight 
in football, whether it's all just numbers and statistics. That's good news. Uh, they didn't last in general that's, sale for very long. That's the power of advertising. But I no, I, I think momentum and you know a, a winning mentality and a winning feeling can can keep me going in those early hours. You know, uh, but yeah, I, I think strength strength and depth is another one that, especially when you're you're coming back early hours on a Friday morning and then playing. 12 noon on a Sunday it's it's difficult and it's just a way of life for Celtic players but that's what they're paid to do isn't it so um, no you know when it comes to the fitness you know that, that guy that we've got in from Tottenham I think Anne said that we'd cast the net far and wide to bring in the best talent available and it, it certainly looks as if we're doing that in terms of player recruitment you just sort of hoping backroom staff he's doing that as well you know it's quite interesting Liverpool were sort of mocked for getting a throw-in coach a few years ago. Well, it was actually the Mitchelland throw-in coach and Mitchelland beat us 3-2 in aggregate. So people at Celtic might not think that these guys are important, but you just don't know. These small advantages can win you ties, win you cup games, win you leagues. You just don't know. It's intricate details. It's intricate details, Patrick, that, that big clubs do look at. Um I know that Dougie that I go to the games with says that Celtic players need a union card to take a throw-in or a shy he refers to it still. So, um, you know, I think he'd be very much so welcome uh, to, to that coming to, to Celtic. But, Lawrence, um, the running is going to be very difficult. I don't think any are going to underestimate it. Um, I asked you earlier on about the form that we've got and it's the, the, the banner today. Um if we keep everybody fit, if we avoid injury, and if you know we, we continue, it's all ifs, of course, um, because we can't predict what's going to happen. We'll all be here at every twist and turn of it, every high and low. But um, you know, if we can keep all that together like we did in this block of fixtures, there's no reason why we can't be right up there, either at the very summit of the league or there or thereabouts, come uh, the next break. Definitely. I mean, I, th- I think Danielle, Danielle touched on it earlier. It's, it's that front three. I, I don't think there's any defence in Scotland can limit the, the amount of chances that they get. It's you, you know, we're going to score goals when we play that front three together. It looks like we're, we're going to score a few every game. You know, we're getting better at the back. I'm, I'm not too sure. You, you, you know, we're missing staff out, but we're still tight. We're still best defence in the league. Welsh done okay, but you know maybe at fault for one of the goals. Uh, you know we've got staff help coming back. Julian, is always the, it's the rumoured imminent return. At what level it comes back, I don't know. But after an international break, hopefully we've got staff help back in there uh, and that front three fit. And yeah, I, I think we'll we'll keep the form going. Uh, you know we're on an upward trajectory, and I, and I think largely we have been since Ange took over. It was interrupted by you know a horrendous injury crisis. Outside of that, you know, the team has been getting better, better and better to watch and, and putting better performances in. Yeah, they absolutely have and they've been, they've been growing and you can see, I think, something I've touched on before is, I think, mentally, Lawrence, that this team, you know, still hurt big time from last season. A lot of them hadn't experienced, you know, the disappointment that came in last season at, at times and it was, you know, about building a squad, not just that can play the part, but it's also resilient in games that can really, that can really go for it. Um, Patrick, I'm sure you would love to join this gentleman and partaking in one of these at this moment in time, but you've got a busy day ahead of you, so we hope you enjoy it. We hope you've enjoyed the, 
the, the chat on here, as we've said, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, the run up to, to Christmas, and um, we do hope it's a, a festive season. I think we're all uh, hoping that the Christmas advert might be the manager appearing in a Santa Claus outfit, giving Jota a permanent contract. That would be a real cracker of an advert. Um, but maybe we're hoping for a bit too much there. Um, just, just to finish, gents, um, you know, at this point in time, to ask both of you, did you think we'd be in this position at this point? Or so far, have we just, you know, ran a wee bit over what you probably expected from Celtic and Ange Postacoglu? Um, I'll say yes, because I've always said that the league would be close and Celtic would win it in the end. Um that was a few games into the season I said that, in fairness. Uh, I, I don't think I'd have said that before I've always kicked. But, um, you know, we've, we've certainly overperformed in Europe. Uh, in the Cups, I think I expect Celtic to reach semi-finals, if I'm being honest. And then to be four points behind in the league, you know, it's not something you would grab at. But at the start of the season, if you're four points behind in the middle of November, it's not the, the worst result in the world, especially where we've came from. So... I'll say yes. I'll say yes. I did kind of expect it to an extent. Yep. I'll agree with you in that one, Lawrence. So I'm going to kind of agree and say, look, yep, total semi-finals, league, yep. Maybe Europe, I think we've overperformed. So so two out of three, I'd expect us to be there. What I didn't expect is how well the team is playing and how quickly Andrew's knitted an identity to that team together uh, and the performances he's getting from the team. You, you, you know, we are, you know, we speak to Jared uh, and Dan, you know, Jared Overnoise and Dan in, in, in Japan, and they said, look, the first season's about up and down. It's really the second season that's going to be good. Well, if this is the up and down season and next season's going to be better, geez, you know, uh, we could be on the verge of something special, couldn't we? Yeah, we could be. I better start putting the money away for the season ticket for next year, <laughs> since it won't be a student price. As per usual, thanks everybody who's joined us in the comments. Um, Paul, thanks for, for your contribution and for Saying that, it's very kind of you. Um, as per usual, we'll be back all week. It is an international break, but I'm sure you know every show have their opinion to talk about the Celts. There's still a lot happening, and uh, we'll be we as we'll be back next Tuesday. You too, man. but well, sorry, you're not here. That's right. Yeah. Forgot about that. Well, you're right, off well. you on a scouting mission. <laughs> if only, <laughs> if only. Prime engagement. I've got a birthday. Yes. There you go. So a birthday. Well. Listen, go. everyone gets one a year. Exactly, can I miss it? So thanks to everybody in the comments for joining us as per usual. Thanks for watching uh, the show and thanks for tuning in to the Tuesday Club in a Celtic State of Mind. phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for
based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022, and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.